ladies and gentlemen, Game week for Arizona football, week one, Arizona at San Diego State, 12.30, a day game to start the season. Brett, it's here. Day game, national TV, chance to avenge a loss from last year. Uh, I am i can't be more excited. Yeah, and it's the more, when the schedule first came out, I remember looking at this going, well, that's a loss. You know, I remember what happened last season. And this is what happens over the course of a Jetfish offseason. You start to feel better about the team. I know that. But... Going into this game, and we're going to talk to Jeff Carter, who covers San Diego State for the SB Nation blog, the Mountain West Conference blog. I, I'm not... Okay, if you saw my prediction on AZ Desert Storm, I have Arizona winning this game. But I, I feel like it's not that outlandish. I know Arizona's like a six-dog, six-and-a-half-point underdog in this game, which isn't that bad considering Arizona won a game last season. It does feel like there's either higher expectations for Arizona, lower expectations for San Diego State, but either way, they kind of converge into this game Saturday. Yeah, I don't think San Diego State is the same talent level necessarily it was last year. They lost some guys, uh, you know, that stout defense, Cameron Thomas, the Arizona Cardinals, for example, and I think a couple other guys got drafted. They have a new quarterback, you know, Braxton Burmeister, two-time Arizona commit. Um, Who never so made it, it to it, campus, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, the guy keeps choo-choo choosing Arizona and then ch- chose never to actually step foot on campus. <laughs> um you know, it's. It, I think San Diego State is not the team that was sneaky great by the end of the year last year, right? Like they, Arizona was favored, if you recall, going into this game last year. I do recall that. I'm pretty sure we picked Arizona to win because we believed that that line. And um, I, you know, that we've talked about it on the show. I texted you during warmups and said, "I have a bad feeling about this. We look <laughs> small." Um, but you know. The flip side of that is Arizona is not that small team anymore. We, you know, l- last week we talked with, with Michael Lev and 50 new guys on the roster that were not here last year. Granted, a lot of them are very young and not as physically mature. And they're still bigger than what Arizona and had last year. Yeah, they're still <laughs> bigger, and there's pretty clearly more raw talent there. You know, so what does that mean? I think you're, I like your phrasing of uh, th- th- these two teams converge here Saturday, and I don't think anyone has a real clean read on what they should really expect you know there's gonna be the hype of the new san diego state stadium uh but sometimes that can be a distraction just like san diego state has maybe some other off-field distractions with the you know the the allegations from the from players that were on the team last year right mm-hmm. um i mean th- those things can have an impact um you know it's but it's also on the road but also arizona's team is so new and so young i don't know if that necessarily is going to impact them that much right, right. Like there's they're, a they're, lot of Ifs. There's a lot of, well, we don't know. Arizona came out with its depth chart, its initial depth chart for this season, for week one. And I don't think there were too many, there weren't really any big surprises, right? Maybe Michael Wiley as a starting running back, but of course they're going to rotate through the running backs. Him, Jonah Coleman, DJ Williams, Speedy Luke, they're all going to get touches in this game. Um, you know, there's some of the health things. Is Traden Stukes going to be able to play in this game? We don't know for sure. Maybe Colby Cage being this 
top linebacker at the will spot is kind of a surprise. It's not Anthony Solomon or Malik Reed, but of course, talking to people that we did over the last few weeks, that's not a terrible surprise. Like, and I looked at this, and our friend of the show, Brian Peterson, had tweeted out, and I commented on his tweet about it. It's like, it does. It's a pretty intriguing roster. Like, if you look at just the starters, and man, we're Arizona people, so we maybe have a higher opinion of someone like Jalen Harris, for example, than a national media would. But there's not a lot of obvious holes in the starters. In fact, there's a lot of plus areas. There's a lot of plus positions where receiver Arizona is definitely plus. You know, secondary Arizona is definitely plus. Running back Arizona is plus. And those depth charts and the way it goes. So, like, I feel better about this team kind of seeing it on paper. And, of course, games aren't played on paper. Yeah, I think you're right that there's not really many surprises. Also, the the least surprising thing is I look at this and I see the biggest hole isn't at the starting position, but the tackle depth horrifies yeah. me. Yeah, well, what depth? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, there's, I mean, maybe maybe Sam Lange or Joseph Borjan are more developed and ready than I expect. Bluntly, I presume that the actual backup tackle is one of the interior linemen, like we had Josh Donovan. They would yeah, um, move him out if something happened. You know, which, there's, yeah. there's, there's better depth in the interior line. Like JT Hand is the sixth guy in that rotation one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the other thing that's, I mean, it's it's not a surprising depth chart. What, the one minor surprise I saw was at the tight end spot. Not that Alex Lines has an oar with Kayon Burnett, but also that there's another or and Tanner McLaughlin was in bold. I, you know, he's a transfer, I think, I want to say from BYU. I, I believe he's coming off like an ACL injury. So it's like, you know, I don't know if there was any expectation of, of him contributing. Especially no, Southern now. Utah. Oh, Southern Utah. Yeah. Um, apologies. Uh, but, you know, Alex Lines and looked pretty good last year and is another year older. Keon Burnett is a, you know, a legit four-star type tight end. If if you have a 6'5", 240-pound guy that this coaching staff is, you know, putting in bold with an oar there, there's maybe even more depth. Well, and they're all bolded. That's the thing. Every one of those tight ends is bolded because they're all just like, yeah, they're going to play, is what it sounds like, which be still many in Arizona fans' heart. All three tight ends are going to get us. Maybe they even, they'll even get passes thrown their way. Ooh. <laughs> Stop flirting with me, yeah. Jetfish. Um I, I, so I, I don't think there's any real surprises. I think Colby Cage, that was kind of, you know, the reports at a camp were trending that that way. Maybe DJ Warnell getting beat out by Dalton Johnson uh, as Christian Young's backup. But like, Are those good or bad signs, you think? Because like Colby Cage has been with the program for a couple of years. He was a someone recruit. I think um, Dalton Johnson was as well, if I remember right. Or at least there was a very late in the process type recruits. And if they're getting those reps, if they're making it up, they're like, Malik Reed, I like his potential. He was good in the ASU game last season. Obviously, as the Wisconsin, he was there, so he should be talented. But is Colby Cage ascending to be the starter at that spot? Is that a good sign for the program, do you think? I think Colby Cage and Dalton Johnson passing DJ Warnell, I think are both positive signs on balance because I think that means they have developed mm-hmm. both you know, physically and in terms of their you know, game readiness, uh, you know, mentally, for, for lack of a better term. Because um, I think... Malik Reed definitely has the raw talent. I think he's battled some in- mm-hmm. injuries. As you know, Michael Webb mentioned I, last week, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think DJ Warnell, you know, I think he played last year, so I think there's a clear, pretty clear sense of what he is. And if he is what he is, and Dalton Johnson has surpassed him, I think that says more about Dalton Johnson developing as a redshirt freshman, a guy that I was actually kind of high on coming out. He's maybe a little undersized, but I, 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 I like the guy's film. Um, and, you know, I, I think we need to not, 
overanalyze some of the like third guys listed at some of these positions because they're probably not real <laughs> right um i mean there's, there's someone's got to be it on the depth chart but if it comes down to needing to have a player fill in those spots kind of like the lineman you were saying they're probably not going to have sam Lange come in and be the left tackle if jordan morgan yeah. gets hurt yeah and there might be a situation where you know first play of the game san diego state runs out there with three tight ends and maybe that means malik reed runs out there instead of colby cage because he's better against the run for that play and you cycle guys out yeah. right like is that does that mean he was starting I mean, not really like these guys are going to rotate at a lot of these positions, um, you know, running back, for example, it's it's funny to actually see that list that goes six deep of guys. That's like, man, I do want to get these guys carries like every and, one of those guys could help you. And Jalen John's not even listed on there. Like, I don't know if that's a if that tells us something or if they just ran out of room. On the, they didn't want to make the margin. Be, you know, <laughs> They didn't want to make the font any smaller. <laughs> exactly. So, like, you know, there's there's no real surprise. I think, you know. We've talked about the the starting talent is is a power five, you know, competitive team. team. It's a I think it's a bowl caliber team in a starting like starting five six win team six seven win team. They could yeah. get better as guys get more experience. And then I think, you know, you go position by position. You know, most years, even when Arizona was has won one game in two years, you could make a starting lineup that was competitive. The problem is they're never always going to be eligible or healthy or be able to play an entire game. And that's what you need to have in to be a successful college football program, right? Mm -hmm. And I think if you go position by position here, you know, I called out the tackles because that's clearly the one where the depth is most, you know, eyebrow raising to say the least. But like, look at receiver, look at quarterback, look at running back, look at tight end, look at the cornerback room. You know, I'm a little concerned about the safeties a little bit, um, a little bit concerned about the linebackers, but the D line like looks pretty good. Like, there's I'm excited to see Paris Shand, by the way. Oh, that yeah. guy's development. I remember when he committed, we, we did a show, and we're like, well, that's an intriguing talent. You know, that's the type of players Arizona has to get, and hopefully they don't have to rely on the hidden gems like that. But to see his development a couple years later where he's starting for a team that has talent now, like, yeah, it's cool to see him realize that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually really excited to see um, Saturday Hunter Eccles and Jalen Harris, right? Those guys are guys that have all the potential in the world and have never really either quite put it all together. Um, and if they're put in the right position to succeed, you know, it could be really fun. And then, you know, maybe that's the other surprise on there is Deuce Davis as the Hunter Eccles backup at a whopping 210 pounds at a defensive <laughs> end spot, an edge spot, right? Um, yeah, I'm heavier than he is. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, correct. I mean, I don't think it's a uh, Keon Bars typo that's on here that has him at two ten or two ten. <laughs> pretty good. If that's the, if that's the case, he should not be starting at nose. <laughs> I mean, typos uh, do happen as Ace. You can tell you when they had, you know, Emory Holmes as their oh, starting quarterback for a little it takes bit. T it takes time to hone in the, on the proper spelling of Jones. Yeah. Um, but you know, Deuce Davis maybe is on there. Less as like a guy that if Hunter Eccles goes down, that he's going to get, you know, get 80% of the snaps. Maybe it goes to Kevin Garcia, but he's a guy that if they do that 5-1-5 interesting dime where oh, he's just... Obvious passing situations, things like that. He's a guy that you can pin your ears back, and maybe that guy gets four or five sacks this year and only playing, you know, 10 snaps a game, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, but we'll see, and, and you look at the specialists and you say, hey, I think special teams can be a strength, right? Like, mm -hmm. when was the last time that 
has really went into a season feeling like that was the case for Arizona. Yeah. And especially is actually good last season, which I feel pretty good about this year. Of course, Tyler Loop is the big change where it's not Lucas Haversick anymore. But Loop, we know he's got the leg. He's got some experience. So, yeah. I, You know, it's a, it seems like a pretty good roster. Um, you mentioned, you know, someone like Russell Davis, maybe he gets like five sacks or so. That may not happen this game. Arizona's next opponent is not one that really wants to put the ball in the air. But, Brett, when we come back, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk to Jeff Carter who's from the MWCConnection.com, covers San Diego State for them, to get his take on the Aztecs, the Wildcats, and the game they're about to play. Welcome back, Wildcat Radio 2.0. And as promised, we are joined by Jeffrey Carter, who writes about San Diego State for SB Nation site MWCC Connection, or MWCC Onection, I guess is probably the best way to do it for the Mountain West Conference. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Hey, you're welcome, guys. Now, of course, like we want to talk to you because Arizona right now could be a good team, right? They're undefeated. It's week one for them, and they're playing a team in San Diego State who they're somewhat familiar with last season. Of course, Arizona lost that game 38-14, and it wasn't even close. We know Arizona is a different team. They have like somewhat like 50 new players on the roster. How different is San Diego State compared to last year's squad? Well, San Diego State's in a unique position, uh, as I see it, is that they're almost in a reloading situation. They're not having to do a whole lot of replacement, but they reload the system. As you know, they're primarily a run-focused offense with a a very strong defense. So what they try to do is just to plug and play the players into their uh, established system and and go from there. So speaking of reloading, one of those positions uh, that, San Diego State has reloaded with is at the quarterback spot with somebody Arizona fans are familiar with and Braxton Burmeister twice uh, committed to Arizona I believe Um, how has he been looking so far in camp and what's kind of the expectations for him well uh, they have really high expectations for him in the sense as it compares to past San Diego State quarterbacks Um, it's really kind of do no harm you know, just run, run the offense, make your plays, make your throws, um, eliminate turnovers. Um, he brings a, n- a unique skill set in that he loves to run the ball. He'll take a hit. He's a really, really tough guy. And he's used to playing, um, you know, in the, uh, in the power five level. So, um, you know, it, it, expect him to um, make his reads. I don't see him throwing long right off the bat. I think I think what they'll probably do is to try to do the short and the intermediate routes, but uh, expect to see him take off if he if he doesn't doesn't see anything there. You know, in some of the other spots that San Diego State lost a lot of talent. Uh, you know, we're we're sitting in Phoenix, Arizona, where one of those guys, Cameron Thomas, got drafted by Arizona Cardinals. There's a couple of guys that have, have left the program that stifled Arizona's offense and a lot of offenses last year. Can you talk about some of the guys that are filling some of those gaps? You talk about reloading at those positions. Yeah. So on, on defense, San Diego state really has got a strong defensive line. They have two brothers. Um, They have Jonah Tavai, who was there last year and they brought in his brother justice. Who's a transfer from Hawaii. So those guys are both 290 pounds, six, three, six, four, and they're going to be the ends. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Justice is going to be a tackle. And on the other end is Kishon Banks, who was also there last year. So they've got the strength on the line that they had, you know, pretty much last year. Um, linebacker, they've got Cooper McDonald, who is the brother of returning Caden McDonald. So they've got two sets of brothers on the line 
and linebacker. So that's kind of an interesting situation. And then coming back at the uh, one of the linebacker slots, they've got Michael Showcroft, who's a senior, and he was also a pretty pretty strong force last year. On defense, of course, they bring back all-league, all-conference player Patrick McMorris. He plays their Aztec position. Um, he's going to be involved in lots of plays. He's going to probably be um, more like read the run first and then drop back into pass, uh, but he'll probably be involved in many, many plays uh, moving moving forward. So in so, that sense, San Diego State's probably really considered to have one of the top defenses in the Mountain West Conference coming back. And that's an interesting perspective going into this game because obviously Arizona's offense last season wasn't any good, and San Diego State had their way with Arizona in that game in Tucson. But the Wildcats, of course, come in this season with a new quarterback, Jaden Delora, with just a, a ridiculous amount of talent at the skill positions, at wide receiver, at running back, some of the changes, Rayshon Luke, Speedy Luke, a freshman running back, to Troy McMillan, you know, one of the top receivers. You bring in Jacob Cowing. It seems like Arizona Arizona's offense should be better and perhaps even be a good challenge for this San Diego State defense because we know San Diego State has a good defense. We don't know if Arizona has a good offense. What kind of, you know, looking at that defense, what type of scheme maybe has success against San Diego State? Well, um, looking at what Arizona's bringing in, they're, they're completely reloaded. And they've got, and as you said, they're much better than last year. They've got some guys who are ready to, ready to play right out of the gate. Um, of course, with anything, with anything new, it's, it's, it's got to be tested. Um, I'm looking at to see how well the Arizona offense can execute the simple plays against a defense that can at times intimidate. You know, if Arizona is able to put last year's game out of their, out of their memory, then I think it's going to be a little bit better, better indicator of really where they're at. But I, I do expect Arizona to be significantly better than last year. I think San Diego State is going to be very close to where they were last year. They've got some players who are right there in the wings to kind of kind of step in. Um, I, I, bet, I think the Aztecs are going to be another really good team this year. And Arizona, they're definitely going to improve upon their one one win year last year. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to hear your perspective. I mean, we're we're sitting here, we're watching this team very closely. We we expect it to be a considerably better team, but we're struggling to figure it out. And like, what's the real expectations of what what team's going to show up on Saturday against San Diego State? Right? Yeah. What's what's the perspective, um, kind of from the an outsider's perspective of where where this Arizona team kind of sits? Like, I think everybody agrees it's improved. Mm-hmm. Is is there a sense of uh, a perception of where the program is at today and where it's going and where it might be even just mid by mid and end of the season? Oh, I, I, I think it's going to be on an upward trend. I know some of the sports mags are uh, preseason having Arizona ranked 11th in the conference. Um, I, I don't see them that far down. I mean, I'd see, you know, they're going to be maybe eighth. They should probably be maybe like the Washington state level, maybe the California level in that area. Uh, but I think they're going to definitely be a strong um, uh team that, that that San Diego State is not going to have their way with like they did last year. It's not going to be 21 nothing, you know, three minutes in. So now saying this, understanding that Arizona is not favored to win this game, that Arizona lost by a lot last season and they're about touchdown underdogs going into this one. Mm-hmm. When you look at San Diego State against Arizona, how how good of a matchup is it? Because like Brent said, wait, we don't know how good Arizona is. A lot of people are just like, what? You know, so many new players were curious. 
how much of a judge, like what kind of a barometer do you think San Diego State is for them? Because I know San Diego State, they're not necessarily the best team in the country. A lot of people think they are beatable, but they're still a solid program that's been good for, what, the last decade almost and obviously took it to Arizona last season. So, like, if Arizona competes in this game, is that a really good sign? If Arizona obviously wins the game, is that a really good sign? Like, what do you think this game would mean for Arizona given the level of play that San Diego State's going to bring on Saturday? Well, I, I think that it's one of the things that if they win the game, a lot of people are going to say, well, it was, it, it was expected to win. Um, if they lose the game, I think some other, some other people are going to say, well, they weren't favored, so they lost. So I, I think it, it, this first game out of the gate really is going to be a, a tough one to kind of gauge. I think there needs to be a deeper body of work to really get a, get a better indicator. But I think if you were to kind of slice it down into a, into a couple things, I would be looking at the Arizona defense in the sense that how can they stop the Aztec running game? Now, the running game is, is going to be a little bit different. They have a new replacement running back. They have Chance Bell replacing Greg Bell. There's no relation there, but <laughs> we got Chance Bell, who's a senior. He's put on about, about 15 pounds of muscle over, over in the offseason, so he's really in the mold of the typical Aztec running back. And they've got Jordan Bird. He's a really, really quick guy who's going to be in there as well, too. But I look to see how well the Arizona defense is going to be able to contain the run. If San Diego State is going to be in a lot of uh, three and outs, um, then I think Arizona is going to be in, a, in an excellent position. And I really think the key indicator in the whole game is going to be time of possession. If San Diego State can control the line of scrimmage, control the running game, have their way with everything, Arizona won't, Arizona won't be able to have their offense on the, on the field. So that's it. I think, I think your points are well taken. And I think one of the big variables that I'd love to get your perspective of, like, I think we're confident in San Diego State's ability, you know, their, their strength is going to be controlling the line of scrimmage, running the ball, stopping the run, right? I think one of the big variables here is Arizona's passing game between the quarterback and receiving room upgrades should be, you know, materially different would be an understatement, right? Like Hopefully. it's, <laughs> you know, the talent upgrade, granted it's some of the receivers are unproven, you know, it's, it's a massive upgrade. What, what is your perspective of, of San Diego State's pass defense? Um, said another way, do you, do you perceive Arizona's ability to maybe even use the pass to set up the run and soften up that stout run defense? Or is, uh, is San Diego State's secondary pretty solid? Well, I think it all starts with the quarterback. He's a proven commodity. You know, he played Washington State. He put up some ridiculous numbers freshman of the year last year. Um, I don't see any problem with that. Uh, there are some, uh, you know, you have the receiver, the freshman McMillan, who everybody is saying he is really going to be a game changer right out of the gate at what, 6'6", six, six, I think he is. Um, and then you have Cowan, who tore up, um, you know, the conference that that UTEP plays in. So I think Arizona is really going to um, use the passing game, to, to, as you said, to uh, set the run game. I wouldn't be surprised if the very, very first play is a play-action bomb. You know, just kind of spread the field, get it open deep, you know, throw it out there, throw it, throw it to McMillan, let him just go out there and fight it for somebody, see what, see what happens. And that's something, too, because obviously Arizona hope is that they could do stuff like that. They didn't really throw the ball deep last season. The offensive line wasn't very good and the receivers weren't getting open. If they did, the quarterbacks weren't good enough to get them the ball. I wonder then, too, because... Again, like San Diego State had their way with Arizona last year, but this was a different Arizona team. Is there any sense of how much or how little maybe San Diego State is looking back to last year's game in preparation for this week's? Well, it's interesting you mention that. I don't think San Diego State is looking back at that game too awful much. Um, I, I think, you know, it happened at the very beginning of last season. They had the whole year to go by and 
uh, make new memories, if you will. But they do have some things that are sort of intangibles, in, in which have come into play that I think that might be on the back of the mind. One of them, as you know, was the um, off-campus incident that happened last year and, um, you know, and the repercussions from that. So, you know, the press and the media really like to hound him, you know, the, the coach, because he didn't really kind of talk too much about it, but he was advised not to talk about it. So that's, that's, one, that's one thing. The other thing is you got a brand new stadium. From everything I've seen, it's absolutely off the charts beautiful. So they're going to be wanting to uh, set, uh, you know, set a, a, a system there, um, you know, get a, um, you know, just establish a rapport with the fans and, 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 and set up some types of traditions with the, with the stadium. And then I think the third thing that'll be on the back of their mind is they want to go out there and beat Arizona to prove that they are worthy of a realignment possibility to be moved up into the, in, into the Pac-12 as a possibility. So you have those things which are probably in the back of their mind. And of course, the coach is saying, don't worry about those. Don't worry about those. But, you know, sometimes you may be, maybe, maybe thinking about that stuff. So with all that in mind, um, you know, we're recording on August 31st. Game's coming up Saturday. I know you talked with a, uh, our friends at AZ Desert Swarm with your prediction. Yeah. Do you want to share that with our listeners and, and your reasoning behind well, maybe it? Maybe even revise it, too, because we all read that, and maybe the last couple of days have changed your mind. Who knows? Well, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, being here in, in Tucson this, this week, every, every spot I've been reading, um, the range has been that everybody here says that Arizona is going to win. Um, all the way up to somebody who's had a prediction of like 52 to 14. Yeah. 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 Hey, nice little wacky weed with that one, I think. Stop, so, stop reading my diary, Jeffrey. Oh, is that what it was? All right. It was yours. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I initially put a, a 35 to 21 San Diego State win on here. Um, if I were to make a revision on that, I would make it a little bit closer because I had to make that score when I had first put the season profile together. And that was uh, like about, about two and a half weeks ago. So, I mean, if I were to make a guess, I would say like 31 to 31 to 21, still holding onto the San Diego state win just outside of the betting lines. Um, but I think the takeaway on this is that both teams will have a mutual respect of each other, whereas last year it may not have been there. Well, I like, too, how Arizona's gotten four points better over the last couple of weeks. If this game's played in, like, week nine, maybe you have Arizona winning. So there you, there you know, go. it doesn't matter exactly. what happened this season. But hopefully, too, and I think for Arizona, like you say, like to have a mutual respect for each other, I think for Arizona a lot of it is this season is kind of getting back to, okay, they're going to play hard and they can beat you because they were close in a couple of games last year. They obviously weren't close against San Diego State. But there is yeah. a sense of, okay, they want to make sure that when you do play them, even if you beat them, that you know it was a battle, that you had to play well to beat Arizona. So Right. You know. and, and, and Coach Fish is really trying to get back to the old Arizona football. Yeah. You know, the one when you had Coach, Coach Tomey here. Um, so that's what he's really trying to get. And he brings a, a lot of experience at the professional level, and he has the coaches. So they know, they know what, it, what it takes to operate at the highest level. Here's hoping. That's Jeffrey yeah. Carter. Mountain West Connection, MWC Connection. We'll say it that way. dot com and SB Nation site. <laughs> yeah, San Diego State. Good luck saying that. Yeah, thank you. I'll get through it probably by the next show. I'll figure it out. All right, out. guys. But, but thanks for joining us here on Wildcat Radio 2.0. Hey, you're welcome. Good luck. All right, and that's Jeffrey Carter. And we come back. We'll give you our predictions for this season opening game. Welcome back. It's Wildcat Radio 2.0. Thanks again to Jeffrey Carter from the MW. 
WC Onection. I think I got that right. Like, I write for AZ Desert Swarm. That's easy enough. We don't have as many initials as they do, but of course, they cover the entire Mountain West Conference, and Jeffrey covers San Diego. So you can find my Twitter at Jeffrey 9303 Everything he does is just a mouthful. So... Thanks, Jeffrey. Appreciate that. <laughs> and Adam, you can't you can't even pronounce a website name. I right, we just wait till basketball season players. gets here and the pellet. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> but that was really good insight into San Diego State because it's a team that we are kind of familiar with and obviously kind of not. Like they have some changes at some very key positions. Obviously, we know Arizona's gone through a lot of change and we'll have a completely different team out there on the field Saturday. But San Diego State, I guess maybe the thought is when you have a program like them. You know, they do just kind of more reload than rebuild. Like, they're, this is the way, right? They run the ball. They play defense. That's San Diego State. So it doesn't matter which players come in and out. That's who they're going to be. Assuming that's the case, I guess maybe Arizona does have an idea of what to expect. Yeah, I, but I think even when it comes to reloading, that's always easier said than done, right? Like, if some of these guys were on the roster last year, there's a reason they were behind the guys that, you know, are NFL guys, and that's not an easy thing to replace. I was going to say, that's not necessarily a, a, a knock on the guys who are behind the NFL guys. No, but it's, you know, I I, I think I, I I think the burden of proof for if you're a San Diego State fan is to see those guys really reload at that kind of level rather than we just give the assumption that they are NFL talent plugging and playing back in there because they're not, they're not Alabama, right? As good as they were last year, they haven't proven it consistently. And that maybe they are, maybe they aren't. That's what we're going to see on Saturday, right? Uh, and, the you know, on the other side of the coin, you know, Arizona is definitely a different roster, but what is that going to translate to on the field? You know, I think the talent's there. Is the is the discipline there? Is the, you know, little nuances of little in-game one-on-one battles there that helps guys win, you know, make those little plays that become big plays, right? Mm-hmm. We don't, that's what we don't know, Um but it's going to be an interesting matchup, to say the least, I think. Yeah, and what I th- like about this matchup is it is winnable. It's not like Arizona's going into this game two touchdown, three touchdown underdogs, right? There's, you know what, six and a half, give or take, around that area. That's a touchdown. That's Arizona's fourth quarter deficit in most of their games last season. So it's it's not that Arizona's expected to be blown out, and that's why I was wondering, is this a sign that people are respecting Arizona? They think Arizona's going to be better? Probably. It's hard to imagine Arizona won't be better than they were last season. And is San Diego State slightly worse because this was a team that just kicked the crap out of Arizona a year ago in Tucson. And now it's expected to be a game, opening up this brand-new stadium. But there is quarterback, I don't want to say uncertainty. They know who their quarterback is, but Burmeister's never been great. There's a reason he's on in, what, his third school that he's playing for and maybe fourth school that he's been committed to at any time. You know, it's – I like Arizona's quarterback more. Jane Delore is a more accomplished passer than Braxton Burmeister is. So that's is that an advantage? Well, San Diego State's the run and defense team that they have been. It probably won't matter. And I know Arizona's right. talking about Burmeister's ability to run with the football, which, of course, is something to worry about. So, you know, I like this game because, at least right now, Arizona, you can make a case for them winning. And on AC Desert Storm, we did our season predictions, and I have Arizona winning this game. And later this week, we're going to publish our score predictions, and I need to go back and try to find what mine was because I forgot. But I do have Arizona winning this game, and it seems weird because two months ago, I wouldn't have had that. I would have thought, well, it's at San Diego State. San Diego State's really good. Oh, well, you know, such is life. But I've kind of talked to myself and read myself and watched myself and listened to myself into believing Arizona's going to win this game. I don't. I just have. Well, I... I think your point of that, even if you believe the spread in that Vegas knows all, which I can quibble with, 
you know, you're right. It's what six and a half. That's technically less than a touchdown, right? If you're counting the extra point, that's which one... Arizona fans know not to do, though. Well, do. fair. Don't rely on a kicker. Um, but that's that's a that's one score. That's one big play, and I think for Arizona, of the fundamental difference, you know, regardless of how Arizona's can perform, I think the upside of a big playability of the current roster is about 20x what it was last year when it was was try to run the ball, bubble screen to Stanley Barry Hill, bubble screen to Stanley Barry Hill. Right? Yeah. You have you have Speedy Luke that that's that's a Speedy Luke kickoff return for touchdown or one of those handoffs that he goes for 70 yards like in the in the scrimmage, right? Or that's a T-Mac or or Jacob Cowing on a broken play being open and Jaden Delora's strength outside the pocket finding him for a random touchdown, right? So it's it's going to be an interesting thing because Arizona, as much as they moved the ball effectively last year and utterly, utterly failed in the red zone um, and also turned the ball over a lot, you know, they were able to move the ball, but they were never a big play team in particular, mm-hmm. largely because of, I think the personnel doesn't, didn't really allow for it. That's what I we're think, hoping, right? I think, I think the biggest play last year was the play, uh, was it, was it Tavian Cunningham that had the big play, but the helmet got ripped off and that negated the touchdown. There was a Jamari Joyner long touchdown pass too, I think against USC in that same yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, but that's, those are like almost more flukish plays. And then even the Tavian Cunningham one, like, have you ever seen a penalty against the other team be beneficial for that other team? Because I'm pretty sure. I think Arizona, Arizona went and scored a touchdown on that drive, though. Did they? I, thought they I think they did, but it wasn't as goal. cool as Tavian Cunningham's not a touchdown. Ah, uh, yeah, but you know, like, look at look at the big playability on this team. You know, there's just so much more there. Now, granted, there's a new defensive scheme. Is it? You know, if 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 San Diego State's able to manhandle, you know, our defensive line and linebackers. A couple big plays may not be enough if it's if it's the repeat at the line of scrimmage last year, right? Yeah, and that's or, the question, right? Yeah, and if and if Jaden Delora, you know, as good as he is out of the pocket, if he can't even get a three step drop before he's getting hit in contact, then you know it doesn't matter how good the receivers are to some extent, right? So I'm I'm very curious to see how that plays out. I think Arizona's I, I think um you know our guest uh, point that. Maybe the first play is like a play-action bomb for Arizona. That strikes me as right because they're trying to set a tone. Yeah, that this is a different Arizona team, that and, they can go deep on you, so you need to respect that. Yeah, and I mean, gosh, how many deep passes did Arizona throw last year? It would be the equivalent of like when Jamari Joyner went in there and the first one of the first plays was throwing a deep ball with your backup receiver at quarterback, right? Yeah. Um, it was an unexpected thing, but how many other passes did Arizona really make, you know, throw beyond 10 yards last year? Very few. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's partially the receivers. That's partially the quarterbacks. That's partially the O-line. You know, two of those three are certainly dramatically talent level better. And one of those three we're hoping has some development and health um, improvements that makes them consistent. Right. Um, so it's going to be an interesting matchup because I think Arizona is going to want to get get some guys the ball in space and it's not necessarily you know san diego straight san diego state's strength i think they want to bully ball people um and, and avoid mistakes you know kind of ground and pound with a mobile quarterback even um and well, there could be a contrast in styles in a way yeah. and it'll be curious to see because arizona we don't really know what arizona wants to do offensively other than be better in the red zone Completely. you know what is arizona's style we say nfl style from the rams well the rams they throw the ball. They run, like it's just a balanced approach, right? With a lot of motion, you know, to try to disguise things. But it's not like Arizona's an air raid team, you know, or the Rich Rod type of offense. 
yeah. they're not a ground and pound team. Like we don't know what Arizona wants to be, and we certainly don't know what Arizona can be with this new team, with this new roster, fifty upwards of fifty new players, many of them are freshmen. Whereas with San Diego State, we have an idea. We're pretty confident we know what they want to do. Yeah, I'm. I am pretty confident though. Jed Fish did not come to Arizona to run the triple option with two P's, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I think that's right. Because like we don't know. Like Arizona last year, you know, for all of their competitiveness, like that spunk was maybe their identity more than anything. That like they played hard, mm-hmm. but they didn't have an identity, right? They weren't, and maybe and maybe they don't have an identity this year in terms of like, you know, they're going to run the ball eighty twenty, right? Or they're going to throw. A, through a lot of deep passes or, you know, we don't know what that is. And maybe that identity is just, you know, we're going to keep you on your heels and be kind of a Swiss army knife offense. And then we really don't know what the defense is going to look like until we see it on the field. Right. There's going to be, you know, some kind of change in scheme, probably not as much blitzing, probably more zone. Mm -hmm. How does that fit the the talent there? How does San Diego state counter that? You know, I, I don't think, I think that, (laughs) I don't know if they're even going to try to counter anything. They're just going to try to run it down the the middle of the field, right, and just run over our D-line and linebackers, and it's going to be up to them to make those plays. You know, if, if Christian Young is leading us in tackles on, on Saturday, that's probably a bad sign. Yeah, that's true. So I have the prediction that I'm. it's going to come out. Spoiler alert, AZ Desert Storm coming out this week. Arizona winning 27-17. And I think because Arizona's offense will be better than people think. It's going to be a solid offense. It's going to be able to score some points. And I don't trust San Diego State's offense. And Arizona knows what they want to do. And they're going to do everything they can to make it go to Braxton Burmeister's arm. And I think that leads to a couple of turnovers, perhaps, for Arizona with a secondary that, they, from talking to people, they're more set up to be a turnover-type defense, especially in that secondary. So, yeah, I think Arizona wins this game and spoils Snapdragon Stadium's debut. Interesting, Adam. I actually agree with the outcome. I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring because I think Arizona is going to have some big plays, but I also think San Diego State is going to have, get their way running the ball and get get the ball in the end zone a few times. So the the numbers that are jumping out to me is is Arizona thirty four to twenty four, wow. uh, so a little bit more scoring because I just I think there's going to be you know there's going to be a kick return for Speedy Luke or a long play where he's going to make something happen. You know there's going to be some red zone scores. I think Arizona's going to move the ball effectively. I think that balanced offense is going to show up. You know, Jonah Coleman's going to get him into the red zone and then hit Keon Burnett or <laughs> T-Mac on a, on, like, you know, you're going to see hopefully the execution of that plan. Uh, um, you know, if Arizona's defense can get some turnovers, I feel real good about it. Um, and I feel good about the special teams putting Arizona in good field position or if they, you know, don't get quite into the into the red zone or, or sputter in it, that Tyler Loop will put points on the board and we won't come away empty-handed. You know, I think the, the big X factor there is, does Jaden Delora give the ball away an extra time or two uh, with an unreasonable risk? Or just, you know, does the middle of our defense not handle the running game? And that's the that's that's what I'm afraid of looking for. Yeah, one thing you mentioned, too, though, like, you know, they get into the red zone, Keon Burnett or something, and there's so many players this season where the record, you know, Jed Fish has called this year one of the rebuild. Says so last year was year zero. This year, there's very, very much an expectation of certain things. Maybe not wins and losses. And we can break down our season. We think our season prediction is here in a second. But, you know, it's like, what do you want to see? What constitutes a success for this season? Because Arizona's non-conference schedule is not particularly forgiving. It's not the hardest, but it's not forgiving. There's a pretty cushy start, I guess, to the conference schedule. 
you know, because at, you know, at San Diego State, Mississippi State, North Dakota State at home, then you're at Cal, it's winnable. Hosting Colorado, that's winnable. But then it's Oregon at Washington, hosting USC at Utah at UCLA. That is not... <laughs> That's I mean, it, most teams are going to be better than Arizona in the Pac-12, so it's hard to make a schedule that looks more balanced than that for them because, like, what can you do? But then you finish up, of course, a home against Washington State and ASU, two winnable games. You know, you look at this. I have Arizona winning five, including ASU. You know, I have San Diego State at Cal beating Colorado and then going on a nice little losing streak before coming home and finishing up with wins over Washington State and ASU. And I feel like... Well, winning five games would be a successful season for Arizona this year. But winning five games with T-Mac being an impact player, with Delora looking good, you know, kind of see what this offense can be, seeing Kean Burnett make an impact, some of these defensive players, you know, maybe send a couple guys to the draft next year, get a Christian Wallen Wallace or a Keon Bars drafted, Jacob Cowling. You know, if they can do that and win five games, this season is an absolute success. But I do think, granted, if Arizona can win five games, a lot of things have to happen. Like, it's hard to imagine them winning five games without Delora or T-Mac or Bars or these guys having good seasons. Yeah, I think if Arizona gets to five wins, it's a smashing success. I think four wins is a pretty great success in that they're competitive in the other games, right? Um, so so you had, if, if I piece that together from what you said, you have Arizona starting one and two in non-conference with only the San Diego State win. So mm-hmm. losing to Mississippi yeah. State and North Dakota State. That's what I have, yes. I, I mean, it's hard to argue because, like, I feel like every one of those games is kind of winnable, but also, ugh, I don't feel great about it, <laughs> right? You know, so I I actually, um, looking through the record, uh, the season, I have a, the same record predicted, Adam, but I'm also going to caveat this by saying that I'll tell you which games I think they're going to win, and I'm also confident, even if they have the right record, I will be wrong on at least two of them, because they're going to lose a game they should have won and win a game they should have lost. <laughs> but what's right? a game they should win, right? At Cal, maybe? Colorado's, yeah, so like, the, Colorado's so probably the only game they should win. Well, here, here's 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 what my... If I just go down the schedule, I'm, you know, I already said that I think we're winning at San Diego State. I think they're going to... They're going to up... They're going to call it an upset at San Diego State and ruin their, their, their new stadium. Uh, because it's Arizona, they're going to come back with hype against Mississippi State. Everybody's going to be excited, and they're going to maybe take a big dump on the field <laughs> um, and lose because Mississippi State has some talent. I've watched a lot of Arizona teams play a Mike, Mike Leach uh, offense, and it has, spoiler alert, it has not gone well in a long time, and it's gone really not well. Um, and then I, I kind of imagine then, you know, there's a little, you know, loss of some of the good vibes, but you come back at home against North Dakota State, it's a good game, and I think if they win that game, and maybe they ride that momentum to a winnable game at Cal. That's one of the ones that they could win, maybe even should win, but may lose in my mind, especially on the road. It's a tough call being a road game and also the fact that you assume Cal's going to have more starters than they did in last year's game. Well, so so will we, Adam. So True. You, we. you assume that, too. Yeah. We won't have our number one, two, and three center playing left tackle, left guard, and center, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> and our our backup quarterback being our wide receiver who then goes down and then throw in a walk-on quarterback right um, an interception and first and only pass yeah um and, and then i do think i have arizona in colorado so that would be a, a glorious four and one start and arizona's never had a four and one start go sour that goes south that's never happened well i know you're being sarcastic and then i have them losing the next five games <laughs> Uh, Oregon at Washington, USC at Utah, and at UCLA. 
Um, in there, I think is where you know maybe one of the like the at UCLA strikes me as one that maybe I could pull an upset, a surprise one, or maybe even at Washington. Um, and I want to say Arizona should win at home against Washington State, but I have that as the loss. Um, but that's another one that maybe they that I will get wrong. Um, and then of course we have us uh, beating ASU, and if. As Justin Spears a few weeks back on the pod said, if Arizona has five wins entering that game against ASU, you know, that is, you know, bet the farm on Arizona is going to get to a bowl game because I don't think with a bowl game on the line there that there's any way Arizona would not win that game. And also I have a feeling ASU will have fallen apart by the end of the season. Yeah, that's very possible. No, your schedule isn't like your predictions isn't bad. And that's where Arizona, we don't know how good they are, but you know, if they start off four and one, they're not doing so because of a fluke. You know, if they go, to, if they win at San Diego State, if they beat North Dakota State at home, you know, if they go on the road and beat Cal, they can't be a bad team and do those things. You know, yeah. like one of those one of those games, sure, they can be a fluke any given Saturday as it may be. But if they get to that point and win those four of those first five games, then there would be reason to believe that if they stay healthy by the end of the season and at UCLA or home against Washington State, you know, ASU, even maybe at Washington could be winnable because at that point you're like, okay, Arizona actually is a pretty good football team. We don't know that for certain, but if they get to that point in the season where they have a few wins under their belt, you can probably assume that they got there because they're talented and they are capable. They've been proven capable of winning games, especially on the road, which would be that'd be nice. It's been a while, so you know it's kind of a weird thing because I think going into I don't know when our expectations started to change. For them, maybe it was when they started getting reports of Delore picking up the system and looking good and T-Mac being every bit as good as advertised and cowing the same. But I don't know how many of us thought five wins was an expectation two months ago, three months ago. But here we are now entering year two of the Jet Fish era, year one of the rebuild, as he calls it. And no one's saying you have to make a bowl game, but it's certainly starting to look like if they only win two games, that's going to be a disappointment. With a caveat where like, if everybody gets hurt again and just things that are fluky like that, right. okay. But being competitive isn't going to be good enough this season. You need to be competitive and then win a few games, too. Yeah, you know, maybe there's still some time for moral victories of being competitive against the really good teams, but you need to see some progress in the win column, right? And, like, you know, I just pulled it up because I was curious. One of the things that I feel like people aren't talking about, you know, that brutal stretch of Arizona's, um, you know, middle of their schedule. Yeah. Arizona doesn't is, isn't exactly set up for success with the location of their bye week because usually that's a nice time to like you know one of those tough but maybe within reach games uh, you know it'd be nice to have an extra week there to get healthy maybe make some changes implement them you know that that bye week comes after the Washington game and then you're going with USC at home and at Utah at UCLA like I'd I'd, I'd love it if it was you know the bye week before the Washington game. <laughs> right when they can get um, healthy and steal or like before at ucla or you know at even late for at washington or with washington state at home um because i think those are more likely to be have the needle moved than i think usc is going to come in and their their talent's going to win out even oh even yeah Tucson. um i mean i could i'm going to hope for something else and i believe that's homecoming so maybe that's when weird things can happen sometimes um, and maybe maybe that's where the bye week plus homecoming gets some magic. Let me wish cast a little bit more into the future. <laughs> but, you know, that's not, you know, from a placement of just like a break for the season for rest on injuries and stuff, not bad. But in terms of placement for the following games, it doesn't exactly impact your expected record. No, no. 
So we'll see. Should be a fun season, though. I know we were excited about last year's because first season with Jed Fish as coach, and we are just curious. But this year is a little bit different where, yeah, it's still excited about the coaching staff in that direction, but there's a genuine reason to believe that the team could be competitive and win some of these games. So we'll see how that goes. A couple of news and notes here. One more thing in football. One player Arizona will not have is J.B. Brown. We were excited about him getting a chance to come back play this year after opting out last year and then COVID the year before. Shoulder injury, shoulder surgery. He's out for the season. I... You know, I don't know if he comes back to play again. He's getting up there in terms of college years. He could come back and play again if he wants to. But, you know, a few years ago was looked good, was very promising. It just hasn't worked out for him. So that's, you know, Arizona has depth at that spot. But J.D. Brown was supposed to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, if he does come back, we can, you know, probably call him Dr. Brown by the end of it because a lot of people go to college for seven years and they're called doctors. We'll um, finally have someone who's about the age of the BYU players. So. <laughs> True. You know, I, I, I think I maybe jinxed this because I think I was in our depth chart preview saying that he could be a real X factor where he has versatility along the line and some size and quickness. And I'm sorry for ruining it for everybody. Um, I'm, I'm, I am curious to know if he will take advantage to come back next year, but also I think he has a kid and maybe he wants to just, you know, go out into the, out into the real world and start making some money if the NFL is not in the cards for him kind of thing. Right. Um, but the good thing is the defensive line has some some depth there, so it's something uh, I think the roster can absorb. Now, if you get another one or two guys go down, then it's a bit more concerning. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But best of luck to J.B. Brown as he recovers from his shoulder surgery. And better news, Arizona picked up a commitment from a Chandler Safety Genesis Smith uh, from Hamilton. So that's that's cool. Not mad about that. Uh, widely uh, ex- have to have been expected to be one of the silent commits, but also a guy that maybe is a bit, you know, relatively well rated, you know, it's I think 17 in the state of Arizona, which if you're in the top 20 in the state of Arizona now, those are legit power five guys. Yeah, but he's an Arizona three star. And remember you can't build a class of Arizona three stars and expect to win. So, you know. no, I know, I know. I, I, I am, I like to remind certain people of that opinion all the time. <laughs> it's not my opinion, by the way, it's not my opinion at all. <laughs> And I am going to also remember every time that one of our Arizona three stars does something well, especially the one that was the commitment that day. I want to, every time that guy scores a start or does something good, I'm just going to tweet that out <laughs> very loudly in all caps. Um, no, but a guy that I think, um, you know, it sounds like the coaching staff is super, super high on and maybe is even a little bit underrated, um, you know, and at a position probably going to be a safety, which, you know, there's some good starters and some some talent and depth, and some guys already committed in the class. But that safety room clearly needs, uh, especially in a four-two-five um, type of s- system, you need you need more got more bodies there and more depth. Uh, also, if you're playing the drinking game along every time I've said depth tonight, I think you are now dead. <laughs> uh, apologies, <laughs> apologies to your family. Um, but uh, no, I I I think it's one of those sneaky good pickups. Um, he had some big offers, uh, you know, Iowa State, you know, Air Force is a pretty good program now, Florida A&M, San Diego State, uh, Oregon State, uh, Washington, Washington State, et cetera, um, and from a big powerhouse program. Uh, so that, that certainly doesn't hurt in terms of building that pipeline. Yeah, yeah. So never bad to see more commitments come in. Of course, Arizona, the more they win, you have to think the recruiting will be even better. But in, to be able to have solid classes and get these commitments before they start winning it's a pretty positive sign on what jed fish is selling these kids on what is going to happen what he believes is going to happen with arizona football imagine if we win games Ooh, plural it's hard to 
It's hard to, but we'll see. No, <laughs> we predict Arizona win five, so we, we can see a word where that happens. Switching sports really quick, Brett. Um, the IARP still hasn't ruled on Arizona basketball's case, men's basketball's case. Looks like the IARP won't be a thing after it's done ruling on their case. Like the NCAA is like, okay, we're going to get rid of this thing, but the cases that are on in front of it, they'll have to finish up first. So, well, I, yay. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's decided yet. I think they're considering that. But then, like, how does what does that mean for the teams currently in that process? No, it was decided I, today on Wednesday. Oh, was it decided? Yeah. NCAA Board of Directors decide that it'll be res- dissolved after it rules on the cases it's working on now. Well, it proves the theory of once you start charging some of the other big programs, <laughs> then, then that means it's better for everybody else, right? Um, is this only the IARP? Correct me if I'm wrong, but this was just set up for the basketball ones, not not any of the football ones, right? Is this going to impact? I think it other could have schools? been all of them, but it's only really been used in the basketball so far. Okay, so who knows what the if this has any implications for um, certain schools that maybe didn't take COVID seriously or had credit card payments of their starting quarterback? Well, uh, the IRP wasn't it wasn't the punishment arm too. It was just like you could appeal and go path. to that. Yeah. So it, as far as you know, for now, the NCAA still has some authority too to you know as well punish these schools or programs or coaches whoever. But for Arizona basketball. I don't think this is going to speed things up. <laughs> like this has been taking forever. It's been what five years now, basically since this all went down. Like, okay, can we like? Mo- we've all basically moved on. I feel like the IRP probably should too. Like, DeAndre, it ha- happened. DeAndre Ayton already finished his senior season, was a draft pick, and is now on his second contract. <laughs> and we're still sitting around waiting. And by the way, that whole ESPN story was still hot garbage <laughs> yes so we'll see what happens there with basketball with men's basketball of course in the future with the irp going away really i mean i don't think it'll impact them too much but we would like to see the irp make a decision just this you know rip the band-aid off finally for tommy lloyd in a program that of course none of these guys had anything to do with what they're investigating but what 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 can you do you know that's that's punishment in college sports for you <laughs> Yeah, isn't anything involving the NCAA punishment enough? Very true. Very true. Of course, there are other news and notes around Arizona Athletics. You can read up about a lot of that on AZ Desert Swarm. I'll give a plug for the site that I write for. You know, stuff with NFL players, former Wildcats. You got stuff with softball. My friend Kim Doss has been writing about that, too. She's got some great pieces on what Arizona softball is doing. Of course, they're going to be heading into their second season with Caitlin Lowe as the coach. And I guess Henry... I don't think it's Vsar. I pronounced it as like Vesar or something like that. It's pronounced differently, but he had a press conference on Wednesday too. So Arizona media got to meet one of the more intriguing players on Tommy Lloyd's team. But Brett, I think that about does it for us this week. What do you say? I think so. Let's play some football. Right. Football's coming up 1230 Saturday at San Diego State Snapdragon Stadium. Game's on CBS, like the national game. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, big CBS. Yeah. Uh, Thanks to Jeff Carter from mwcconnection.com for joining us to give his thoughts on San Diego State and this game coming up. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ. You can catch us on Spotify and iTunes. If you do listen to us on iTunes, subscribe to us. Give us a rating and a review. We will read that review on the air. Otherwise, next week, Brett, we will get to talk about a game that happened. And we'll have all those thoughts. Hopefully, they're happy thoughts because that would be nice. But whatever the case may be. We will talk about it next week. And until then, remember to bear down. Bear down.